Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. And we start with Yuan, who has an interesting update on an OIG report. Yuan, over to you. Thanks, Peter. On June 24th, the GSA OIG reported on its audit of the GSA's Transactional Data Reporting Pilot, or the TDR pilot, within the Multiple Award Schedules Program. Now, the OIG has been monitoring the GSA's TDR efforts since 2014 and performed this audit to evaluate the Federal Acquisition Service's implementation of the TDR pilot. According to the OIG's report, the TDR pilot, which has been in effect for over four years, has yet to accomplish its intended purpose of improving taxpayer value. Rather, the OIG concluded that the TDR data, which is often inaccurate and unreliable, is not being used to make decisions that affect pricing. Now, in particular, the OIG said that the Federal Acquisition Service's contracting personnel have not been using the TDR data. Fieldwork revealed that the Federal Acquisition Service training specifically stated that TDR data should not be used. Moreover, contracting personnel didn't have access to TDR data, and many of those with access lacked a basic understanding of the data and how to use it. Instead, the OIG found that contracting personnel largely relied on pricing tools to analyze contract pricing, which neither leverages the collective buying power of the government, nor ensures that prices reflect the lowest overall cost alternatives to meet government needs. The OIG ultimately issued two recommendations to the Federal Acquisition Service Commissioner. First, the OIG recommended taking immediate action to mitigate the risks associated with the TDR pilot by restricting access and use of the TDR pilot and by restricting additional contractors from opting in. And second, the OIG suggested developing and implementing an exit strategy for the TDR pilot and transitioning participating contractors out of the pilot. Now, the commissioner disagreed with the recommendations and stated that restricting access to the TDR pilot was not in the best interest of the government. And indeed, the Federal Acquisition Service seems to be moving to extend and expand the TDR pilot. Back to you, Peter. Great. Thanks so much, Yuan. Now we turn to an artificial intelligence update. On June 30th, GAO released an artificial intelligence accountability framework that outlines key accountability practices to help federal agencies and industry use AI responsibly. The framework was developed after GAO held a forum with experts from across the federal government and industry, and after the GAO conducted interviews with various subject matter experts representing industry, state audit associations, nonprofits, federal agencies, and offices of inspector general. GAO's objective was to identify key practices to help foster accountability and responsible AI use by federal agencies and other entities involved in the design, development, deployment, and monitoring of AI systems. While federal guidance has focused on ensuring that AI is responsible, equitable, traceable, reliable, and governable, the framework noted that AI systems pose unique challenges to oversight because their inputs and operations are not always visible, thereby creating obstacles for independent assessments and audits to promote overall accountability. Accordingly, GAO's AI framework is organized around four basic principles or pillars, governance, data, performance, and monitoring. 
Each principle includes key practices for federal agencies to consider when implementing AI systems and further includes audit procedures and questions for entities, auditors, and third-party assessors to consider. Now back to Yuan, who has an update on two class deviations from GSA. Yuan, over to you. Thanks, Peter. So on June 25th, GSA's Office of Acquisition Policy issued a memo approving two class deviations for the GSA Federal Acquisition Service to streamline and improve contract closeout procedures. Now, the first deviation revises closeout audit procedures for cost reimbursable contracts, including increasing the threshold for formalized cost auditing. Now, currently, FAR 42708 allows contracting officers to negotiate the settlement of direct and indirect costs for contracts to be closed out in advance of auditing final direct costs and indirect cost rates where total unsettled costs are less than $1 million. This deviation now increases the unsettled cost threshold from $1 million to $2 million, which should reduce the current backlog of contracts that are eligible for closeout. Now, the second class deviation allows contracting officers to rely on DCAA procedures for assessing low-risk incurred cost proposals in place of the requirements at FAR 42705 final indirect cost rates. This should allow for more consistency between GSA FAS and DCAA procedures. Now, these deviations are effective immediately, and they apply specifically to cost reimbursable contracts that include FAR 52216-7, the Allowable Cost and Payments Clause. Peter? Great. Thank you so much, and we'll close out this edition. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes, brought to you by Kroll & Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202 624-2807, and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thank you so much for joining. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. Podcast.